We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Welcome back to the morning briefing from Entercom Radio's ConnectingVets.com. Connecting Vets every day is our slogan because it's what we do. And the reason why we do it is because every member of the ConnectingVets.com team knows what it's like to have worn the uniform. Just as importantly, we know what it's like to have taken it off that last time. And that's why we are focusing on everything veteran-related. From Benefits in Your Backyard, the great segment done by Jonathan Copanger. He's working his way through all 50 states to let you know what's available for you uniquely in your state. To just kind of cool news stories, features on people like the Veteran Enhancement Project that's working to adapt and build motorcycles for those who have lost limbs while serving on the field of battle. There are incredible stories to be told in the veteran community, and the team at ConnectingVets.com is doing what we can to cover them each and every day. One great story is the story of Mike Sorelli. He is a United States Navy veteran, having served as a United States Navy SEAL, and now he's involved with a number of organizations, including Echelon Front and Vetted, and he joins us now. Mike, good morning. How are you today? Eric, I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. Well, it's absolutely our pleasure to have you on. And as we do with all of our interviews, Mike, I want to start off by asking you some pretty basic questions, those being where you're from, when you joined the world's finest Navy, and what you did while you were in. Well, I've got to tell you, I actually uh, I was born and raised in Northern California. I actually joined the Marine Corps before I joined the, uh, the Navy. I enlisted in 1998 and uh, served as a recon Marine for a number of years before the, uh, the Marine Corps and their infinite, uh, infinite wisdom sent me back to school to become an officer. Uh, I conducted an inter-service transfer as I finished my degree, switched over to the Navy, and then uh, tried out for BUDS and, uh, and made it and served the, uh, the last 15 years of my uh, career as a, uh, a Navy SEAL officer. It's always interesting to talk to people who have that combined service, having served in both the Marine Corps and the Navy. Did that make your experience uh, a little bit unique for you? And how do you view the Marine Corps having finished your time in the Navy? Or how do you view the Navy having started it off in the Corps? You you know what? The Marine Corps really laid the foundation to become a Navy SEAL. Um, And when I tried out for the SEALs, there was no way I was going to fail or quit uh, and embarrass uh, you know, one, the Marine Corps, and two, my, my reconnaissance brothers. Uh, but, you know, I, I needed the discipline, and, and there is no better run service uh, in the military than the Marine Corps. They have it down to a science on how to, how to take a boy or, or a girl out of high school and, and turn them into a United States Marine. So uh, a preeminent leadership training platform, and, and, and I value and honor my time in the Marine Corps. Of course, time in the military comes to an end for each and every one of us. There's nobody who gets to uh, you know, retire at the age of 80 or 90. We all get out after our 20, 30 years or less, whatever the case may be. What do you remember about the period of time in your life when it was time to take off that uniform for the last time and become Mike the Civilian as opposed to Mike the Seal? So uh, I'll tell you, I really started to feel the, uh, the fatigue. I had 10, 10 deployments. Um, and 10 deployments was, you know, it, it was it for me. And I felt that fatigue around the 18 year mark. And, uh, I was going through a divorce at the time. And, and I asked the, uh, the shield community if I could take a knee 
and the SEAL community take care, takes care of their own. And they got me a billet at the University of Texas as a Naval ROTC instructor. And uh, that's how I finished out my career. Uh, very fortunate. So my transition is very different than most vets. And during that two years uh, at UT, I finished my MBA uh, and really set myself up for success uh, getting that MBA from the UT McCombs Business School. And that is a huge thing, education. You know, for myself, I got the opportunity to go to a community college and then a four-year university. There are people who move on to grad school, of course, coming out of the officer community. That typically means you already have your bachelor's at least. So how, how important was that education for you in helping ease the transition uh, as you left, uh, left your military career? Oh, it was, it was invaluable. Um, you know, the, the business acumen uh, amongst veterans is very low. Um, by nature of what we do, it's, it's very different. We don't do finance. We don't do accounting. So to step in as the oldest guy in the MBA program amongst a bunch of 27-year-olds, it was a humbling experience, but I was shocked um, by what I was learning in finance and accounting and marketing and operations, and, and I was retraining myself. And, and during my time in the MBA program, um, you know, a former boss happened to be the UT chancellor, a, a gentleman named Admiral William McCraven. Uh, as well as Major General Tony Kukula, who was the vice chancellor, and we were not pleased with the uh, the state of the veteran transition. And you know, within the Macomb School of Business, we did a major research project uh, identifying the systemic challenge challenges of veterans, and from that, business solutions and vetted was born. And of course, Vetted is one of the organizations that Mike is involved involved with, and we're going to talk to him about those in just a moment. Mike, if you could make any recommendation to someone who's either going through the process of getting out of the military right now or may have just gotten out and is struggling with it, what advice would you give to people to help them kind of overcome those obstacles and adapt to what's in front of them and the difficulties they're facing? So first off, I'd say get your mind right. And what I call it is the, uh, the transition mindset. Uh, it's not going to be easy. Uh, it, was it easy to become a SEAL? No. And it took me one year uh, of pain and work uh, to get through and, and earn that title. Same thing with getting a job in the private sector. So one, get your mind right. Um, be default aggressive. Um, get out there. People are going to say no to you. But every no gets you one step closer to a yes. The second thing I would say is know thyself. Take uh, a personal inventory of who you are, what your strengths are, what your weaknesses are. I don't care if you're a colonel in the Army or a private in the Marine Corps. You need to understand what your strengths are and play to them. Know your weaknesses, augment them, but play to your strengths. And then put the time in, the research, into what you think you want to do. Um, Into industries, into companies, and prepare uh, for that industry. And I'll give you an example. When I stepped in my MBA program, I thought I wanted to go into investment banking. I was sorely wrong. And I realized that entrepreneurship was my next step, and I switched my track within the MBA program, uh, and I'm, I'm loving entrepreneurship. Is it a hard life? Absolutely. It's the highs of the highs and the lows of the lows, but it fits me. It's a culture fit. So you got to put the time in, and, and you got to research, and then you got to get out there into the arena and, uh, and start looking for jobs. How important do you think it is for people to understand that what they plan may not be what actually happens? I mean, the producer of this show, Jake, got out of the Army after his career came to an end, thought he'd be a truck driver. He likes driving. He likes being alone. Figured out he didn't like driving alone. I mean, it just didn't work out for him. How important do you think it is for people to realize that you may have a fantastic plan, but once it comes into contact with any sort of opposition, you may need to adjust? (laughs) And you basically hit the quote from the military. 
is no plan survives first contact. And remember, the, the enemy always gets a vote. So you've got to be agile and uh, you've got to seize. You've got to be aggressive to seize the, seize the opportunities that come your way. And when you don't realize that, that, that something is a culture fit for you, then pivot. Pivot, figure out what, what, what the next step is, uh, test a little, learn a lot, and you'll eventually find your niche. And that means you may take a job for two years and realize it's not for you. But in that process, you have to be very introspective to sort of narrow down what is going to be the next right step for you. And it may be another job that, that doesn't fit until you find that right industry, you find that right company, you find that right culture. As you mentioned, you know, you wanted to get into banking. You ended up in entrepreneurship. How did that path happen to, happen for you? You're the founder of Vetted. You're one of the team members of Echelon Front. How did you get from point A to point B? What was that road like? And uh, it, it actually, so we just launched a company within Echelon Front uh, called Echelon Front Overwatch. And it is the uh, premier special operations forces and combat aviation talent acquisition firm. So this, this is my second venture. But, um, you know, that had started when I was sitting in the, the first semester uh, of my MBA program, and a lot of former teammates were reaching out for assistance getting jobs. And we're talking about just prolific leaders, men of character that have the aptitude to do anything they set their mind to, and they're having problems finding, finding jobs. And, you know, we never leave a man behind, and I may be very uh, intense and aggressive holding to that, to, to that mantra. Uh, I just couldn't take care of myself and my family and leave uh, leave my boys behind. So I decided decided with a, a team of 20 other vets to, to set out and, and find a solution uh, to the problem. And we think we have. Huffington Post hailed uh, vetted as revolutionizing the way that, that veterans exit the military. And we are so close to getting VA certification alongside uh, the state of Texas. Um, and then from there is going to be a domino effect. But Really, I saw a problem out there uh, with no real viable solution, and I said, you know what, uh, maybe I'm a bit crazy. I think I can solve this, and uh, I was surrounded by good people that helped me, uh, helped me get there. Of course, we've talked to some of the team members from Vetted on the show before, and what the organization is doing is fantastic. And working towards that goal of getting veterans the education that they need within the business world and and making sure that they're prepared for it. Why is that important to you to do? I know why it's important for you on a personal level. What gives you the the drive to serve the veteran community specifically? Humility. And... Let's say I, I was always blown away by by the men and women I served with, and I say that uh, with all sincerity. Um, just always shocked by by the selfless valor uh, and their leadership ability. And um, you know, one I remember vividly: we we used to watch the uh, the memorial services at Camp Ramadi in 2006 with these uh, young men and women who uh, made the ultimate sacrifice. And that just humbles anyone. And then I lost a uh, seal that was very close to me in a very intimate manner uh, during the Battle of Ramadi. And, um, you know, I never felt like my service. I repaid that uh, on the battlefield. I tried, but this is sort of my my way of giving back and, and honoring his memory. And his name was uh, Michael Monsor. So if, uh, if I can make a difference, even though I'm not wearing the uniform uh, and live in his name, then that's what I'm going to do. Do you get the feeling that, that, that you'll ever be able to accomplish that? Or is this something that you're going to do until you take that last breath? Are you going to keep working for the veteran community until the day that you're done? 
Uh, you know, it, it, it's a mindset. Will, will I ever get there? No. But it doesn't mean I'm not going to stop trying. Um, and, and that's the same thing with leadership. It, it, it is a lifelong process. If anyone comes to you and says they, they've got this leadership thing figured out, even Jocko Willink and Leif Babin, the authors of Extreme Ownership, will tell you they fail on a daily, daily basis. They reset and they get after it the next day. Anyone that tells you they have leadership figured out uh, is full of you-know-what. And I'll quickly put them in their place. Um, so, yeah, I will keep fighting uh, until, uh, until I'm six feet under. Well, there you go. And we're speaking with Michael Sorelli. He is a retired United States Navy SEAL. He's the founder of Vetted. He's one of the team members of Echelon Front, uh, with, along with, as he just said, Leif and uh, Jocko Willink. I mean, an incredible team there, working with an incredible list of clients. If people go to Echelon Front's website, you can look at the clients that you've worked with. I mean, we're talking Fortune 500 companies, professional sports thing uh, teams. What's that been like, having that involvement with the uh, the business world? And what do you think, as veterans, your team at Echelon Front and other veterans who might have some uh, some abilities and some skills that they might be able to let the uh, the corporate world know about? What's the whole experience of the Echelon Front team and working with those companies been like for you? I'll, I'll tell you what. Um, talk about getting out of bed in the morning with a sense of purpose. Um, there's no greater subject that like that we like to talk about than leadership and getting to work with these companies. And let me, let me tell you, even though we work with, you know, Fortune 500s and other companies, these are all good companies. The common thread is they all want to get better. And they know that's an endless pursuit. So when people bring us out, they're motivated uh, to talk about organizational culture and leadership within those, uh, those walls and how to get better. And when somebody's enthusiastic uh, and, you know, it's a two-way dialogue, we come in and work with them, but it's a two-way dialogue. It is just a, uh, an overwhelming experience. And uh, it's been awesome. Where did the idea for Echelon Front come from? Was it, uh, and joining their team as well uh, for you, was it just the fact that, hey, leadership is one of those things that we have in the military, and I think we do better than just about anybody else. Leadership and management from the military perspective has some aspects that can transfer to the business world. But as you've talked about, the difficulty of entrepreneurship is often finding that niche, finding your spot. How did the team at Echelon Front find uh, this workspace to go into? Well, you know, Eric, first off, I do agree with you. And I think it's without debate that the U.S. military is the world's preeminent leadership training platform, uh, period. That's what we do. I mean, if you want to become an officer, you step into a three-month uh, officer candidate school. They break you down. They rebuild you as a team player. Uh, they give you the foundation to, to lead. Same thing with enlisting. Um, you, you go to a three-month boot camp uh, with the same process. We build leaders. We have the time. We have the resources to do it. And people realize that the most important thing on any battlefield is leadership. Um, so uh, Jocko and Leif founded this, I want to say, back around uh, 2012, 2013. Um, and they wrote the, the book. But prior to that, they were already working with companies because they know leadership is a problem within any organization. It's the number one obstacle. If you're not doing it well, your organization will fail. And, and quite frankly, you know, not all leaders in the military prevail. We, we've got flawed leaders as well. Uh, it is a very hedged bet when you take a veteran into your company that they already have the soft skills you're looking for that you can't train to. Um, and, and this is pertinent to, to the transition. Yes, veterans lack the hard skills that the private sector need, but you can teach those. It's like the old adage, hire for character, hire for mindset, train for skill. 
And Mike, you don't need to be a special operations veteran to find that workspace and to be able to explain that leadership, do you? Because I think there are people out there who will look at Echelon Front and they'll look at the lineup of the team there and go, yeah, but look at these guys. These are Navy SEAL officers. These are these are guys who, uh, they've got that going for them. I can't do that kind of thing. Do you think that mindset is a problem within the veteran community of us kind of convincing ourselves that we can't do instead of uh, knowing that we can? Yeah, absolutely. First off, you know, for all the listeners, let me, let me say this. Uh, veterans lead across all services, across all functions. Some of the best leaders I've ever worked for were not special operations. Um, much like any profession or industry, uh, special operations has their, uh, you know, top performers, those that are reliable and hold the line, and then the bottom feeders. Um, I would, there's a lot of guys in special operations I would not work for. It, it doesn't mean I'm passing judgment on them. Um, they just don't have the character, I believe, uh, you know, one to, to, to be a good uh, private sector leader. And so uh, for any veteran out there, if you want to get into leadership and management consulting, yes, do it. You just have to live what you preach. And in the civilian world, it's also a little bit different where within the military, to some extent, you're restricted by the rank system. You know what I mean? Where uh, a petty officer second class, using uh, some Navy terminology with us both being Navy veterans, oftentimes has to uh, defer to that chief. Whereas in the civilian world, uh, if you show that you've got that leadership ability, there, there's more room for upward mobility. And I think that the, the starting ground for that is believing in yourself and understanding and using your skills properly. Would you agree with that? <laughs> a rank knows no competence. So even for the vetted program, that is open to uh, E1s all the way up to O10. What gets you into that program is mindset. One, humility. Two, y- you want to get after it. You want to be a CEO within a company. That is who we're looking for. So I don't care about rank. I care about mindset and humility. If you're ready to roll your sleeves up and get to work, then, then you've got a spot in my company. Um, you know, we were talking about it before we, we went live, Eric, using Eli Crane as an example. We both served at uh, SEAL Team 3. I was an officer. He was enlisted. And that guy is going to be – he is way more successful than I will ever be in the private sector. And, and I'm actually humbled and, and happy to see that. And, and I'm happy of the fact that I could say I know that guy. So, uh, you know, there is – being an officer is not a prerequisite to success when you get out. And I'd love to see when an E1 or an E2, E3, E4 gets out and then they start their own company and they crush it. Well, remember also those E3s who did four years, they're oftentimes less set in their ways and it's easier for them to adapt. Again, you did 20 years serving in uniform. That's that's a long time and that becomes part of your DNA and you had to work, I would say, even harder than someone who uh, maybe doesn't have all the military experience to get through that. And we're speaking with Mike Sorelli. He's a retired United States Navy SEAL, the founder of Vetted, one of the team members at Echelon Front, an amazing organization there. You know, you just mentioned Eli Crane as we were talking about off air before the uh, the. Uh, interview started. How do you feel about the fact that there are so many SEALs who are now in the public eye and are doing so well? You've got Jocko with his podcast, with Echelon Front, with the uh, the book, with Leif. There's Eli Crane. you got Dan Crenshaw running for office down in Texas, looking like he's going to get a seat in Congress. Uh, the SEALs, in general, seem to be doing very well, but there's also some people out there, uh, not going to name any names or any other services, who say, oh, the SEALs are all about the publicity and all that stuff. Uh, how do you look at the whole situation of SEALs doing so well and the pushback that some seals have gotten for doing so well 
Hey, haters, haters will hate. Um, <laughs> and that's fine. Um, comparison is the, uh, the thief of joy, as Teddy Roosevelt once said. Hey, I, I'm excited when I see my brothers uh, succeed. Uh, I don't know if people expect them just to, uh, once they get out and take the uniform off, just to, you know, remain in the shadows and, and not strive to do anything great. What Jocko, Leif, Eli Crane, uh, and all these other SEALs like Dan Crenshaw or Alex West, who started uh, One Wave, all these SEALs are trying to make a difference. They believe they can change the world. And some people will call them crazy. Some people will uh, throw insults at them because they're in the public. But that's what it is required to become successful. So, um, you know, if a SEAL comes into the limelight because he started a company, good. And if people want to hate on him, you know what, they're going to ignore him and they're going to keep moving forward uh, in the name of progress. It's always interesting to me that people in the special operations community, I, I know they are held to a different standard while they're in, but when it comes to, uh, you know, maybe talking about their military service when they get out, that that's looked down upon by some, while other people, let's say like a, a Navy yeoman or an infantry sergeant in the Army, it's it's not considered taboo. It's, it's always an interesting thing for people to look at uh, those of us who wore the uniform, did different things while we were in, but when we get out, we are all veterans, and we're all, we're all starting off at the same point and kind of need to do what we need to do to uh to make a life after we get out don't you agree i i I do you know we are all quiet professionals um you know the one thing uh i remember jocko saying after the battle of ramadi is don't go home and and tell your war stories and that's not what jocko and they did with the book They, they tried to write a book about leadership using their combat lessons learned um as a a means to articulate it and they did a great job doing it but you know you've got to use to your advantage, what you learned in the military. When, when you talk about the military, you do it with professionalism intact. There's no reason to get into uh, to, to, to details, but you earn everything you did in the military. You might as well use it to your advantage. I'm not saying get out there uh, and, and write your own book about you, your autobiography about how you, you won the war personally, um, but use it uh, to your advantage to succeed in the private sector. There, there's nothing wrong with that, and they will always remain quiet professionals. I kind of think of it like having a toolbox, and if there's a tool in there that could do a job, but people are telling you, no, 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 you can't use that tool, well, why not? It's my tool. I have it. I'm going to do what I want to do with it. That's that's just kind of how I look at it, and how a lot of people do, although, as Mike Sorelli tells us, haters going to hate. And we've been speaking with Mike Sorelli, retired U.S. Navy SEAL, founder of Vetted, team member at Echelon Front. Mike, if people want to find out about the new project that you have going on over at Echelon Front, if they want to find out more about Vetted or more about you, where where do they go to do so? So uh, for vetted, it is vetted, V-E-T-T-E-D dot org. And the new company is called EF Overwatch. Uh, and they can find out at EF, that is Echo Foxtrot, Overwatch, all one word, EFOverwatch.com. And for all the special operators out there and combat aviators, uh, you can submit an application and we're going to help you through the process to, to place you into a job commensurate with your abilities. And the one thing is, come with humility. If you're not humble, we're not going to place you. And once we put you in a job, perform. Perform. That's the bottom line. Performance is the bottom line. It certainly was when he was serving in both the Marine Corps and the United States Navy. And he continues to serve the veteran community as well as corporate America through Echelon Front. He is Mike Sorelli. And Mike, thank you so much for your time today and joining us on The Morning Briefing. We appreciate it so much. Dude, Eric, thank you. It's been a pleasure, uh, and good luck. 
You're listening to The Morning Briefing on Entercom Radio's ConnectingVets.com. I'm your host, Eric Dame. Jake Hughes is your producer. And still to come on today's show, we're going to replay an interview from yesterday with the Reserve Officers Association's Executive Director as well as their Legislative Director talking about the different things that the ROA does for reservists, for guardsmen, and for veterans in general, Jake. So a really great organization and a place where I will be later today for the Purple Hearts Reunited Ceremony, where they will be presenting Purple Heart medals to uh, families that have basically lost touch with those medals. And again, our thanks to Mike Sorelli from Echelon Front. You should definitely go check out Echelon Front. Uh, and if you are someone who's running a business out there, a corporation looking for a little bit of a, an edge when it comes to leadership, when it comes to, you know, performance under pressure, I think uh, you can't do much better than the guys over at Echelon Front when you look at their background there. I want to make sure that people check out ConnectingVets.com. Jake, if people are not checking out ConnectingVets.com a minimum of 10 times a day, do you think they're living their best life? No, they're missing out on so much good information, and you get more of Eric, you get more of me, and what more do you need in life? <laughs> God, no, they're never going to click on the website. Oh, well, Well, sorry. at least you could follow us on social media. We are at Connecting Vets on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Again, coming up, we are going to have a replay of our interview with the Reserve Officers Association, and that's going to be it for today's show. We'll see you tomorrow. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 